0: Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show Podcast. On this episode, we are going to preview the Westman Classic for you. Men's volleyball gets the spotlight this year. And then we're going to learn why basketball participation is up 23% year over year in Manitoba. That's coming up on the podcast. The 2023 Westman Classic will be taking place, as it always does, right after Christmas. And this year's variation puts the spotlight on men's volleyball for the second time. Yes, the 56th edition of the holiday event. But only within the last decade did they start letting teams other than the men's basketball team participate. 2017, in fact, was the first time for the men's volleyball program, the first year of this revised format.
1: Athletic director Dave Crook believes in hindsight, yeah, this was a smart move. Well, I think the decision around it was, you know, the Westwood Classic was the biggest thing that we were doing as as an organization. And it was for one sport, one gender, right? And we just felt, you know, that, I mean, it was great. We did it for 50 years. That was awesome. And I think we just needed to do something a little different. So we, you know, they added the other court sport teams. And I think it's gone very well. Like, we've been really pleased. Like, the crowds have been okay. And, like, the first year we did volleyball, we had no idea what it was going to be like. You know, when people came out and, and, and the community supported it and, and that was really, you know, I mean. Incredibly important to us,
0: Crook says the fact that this event has been going for over fifty years is really a testament to the sports community here in Winnipeg.
1: What an outstanding an event, you know, and the foresight of Vic Pruden and others to put this together to you know to get it going, and then for I mean for anything to last for five decades is is crazy. And now you know it just keeps rolling along, and now you know sort of a new and different sort of identity, and and uh, you know with the different sports, different genders, it's it's really cool and it's a great event. And the thing is, it's really great for the student athletes they really really you know, enjoy it you know and obviously for the group they get to stay home it's even that much better so and it's an, it's an important bridge for us right you know we train you know year round but we you know we ramp it up in the school year we play all these games and then we have this big break so the classic you know is that bridge it's that gap that gets them ready for the second semester
0: fred coach larry mckay having his program get to take part as a Pretty big deal.
2: This is a uh, Winnipeg Christmas tradition, if you will. There's a, a long, long, huge history for this. Vic Pruden started this uh, tournament. Uh, uh, he's a legend in himself in the in the Winnipeg community and national community. So it's uh, there's a huge significance attached to this. A lot of uh, attention, a lot of spotlight uh, put on put on this event, and uh, um, it's a great great honor to be. Uh, part of this, I attended this when I was a when I was a kid. Uh, uh, Convention center, and uh, um, yeah, to be actually participating in it is. Uh uh, I, I had never, never, ever thought I'd be on that stage.
0: That's a common thread for the people I interviewed today at the Kings Head Pub, where the preview media conference was held. This isn't something they grew up dreaming of playing in because it was all basketball, but they still went. Like third-year setter Alex Krekowicz, a Winnipegger who went to Dakota Collegiate.
3: I've been going to watch the basketball ones kind of since I was eight years old, and just spend my 30 bucks and spend 12 hours in the gym every day watching westman sports so it means a lot to really be able to play in that event i was never never great on the uh, basketball court but uh baseball volleyball i uh i always hoped they would kind of get one With my prospect to play in university volleyball as soon as i saw they had a university volleyball one at UAW. i was like hey it's a great opportunity to kind of play teams from across the country
0: this year's event features eight teams four from the canada west conference with the westman manitoba bisons brandon bobcats and ubc okanagan and four from out east with the guelph griffins out of ontario and three from the quebec conference laval the university of new brunswick and dalhousie everyone plays four matches over three days december 28th through 30th against the four teams from out of
4: conference Senior Liam Christensen from Oak River says it's a great chance to test their medal. We're a team we want to be in that national tournament at the end of this year, and uh, it's going to be a good opportunity for us to, to measure up against some teams from across the country that we don't often uh, get to play. I think uh, the best way for you to get better as a team is to... Uh, continue to play and find opportunities to, to play other teams and to get a look at you know some different teams that we don't usually play I think will be a great opportunity for us to to get better and you know some bragging rights to win at home would be nice as well.
0: The Westmen are seven and five on the season but despite the losses they're still ranked fifth in the country heading into the break not that Krekowicz cares.
3: I'm always kind of surprised when I look and I see our name up there sometimes I feel like when we're ranked third or fourth sometimes we don't play to that level and you know I'm kind of a big believer and you're going to be in those rankings you got to play like that all the time if you want to be a program like Alberta who's up there all the time. I'm not watching it week to week. It's always kind of a pleasant surprise when I see our name up there and I feel pretty good. We need to find a way to reach that consistent level. We kind of have a bit of a lull one match it seems and then really come back strong in that second match and need to kind of find a way to be at that second match level in that first night.
0: This season is also a special one for Ethan Duncan, the fifth-year middle blocker out of Westwood. The 25-year-old spent the past couple of years away from the court. Sort of. He was coaching after being diagnosed with several concussions and losing his mom in 2020. He was out there in 2017 when the program had their first kick at the Westman Classic can, and he is grateful to get a second chance at it.
5: It's pretty cool. It's, it's I've been around for couple years so usually doesn't happen I think if a guy's in his first year he may get it in his fifth year the way it's kind of bouncing back and forth but to be able to just be back on the court is something I've been looking forward to and having this at Christmas is uh, not surreal but it's nice to have this moment again it was it's nice to play and keep the keep the energy going and the momentum going with the team back then our team was pretty solid and I feel like we're in a good spot this year to kind of keep the momentum going as well into that second half the body may be a little uh, more sore after it, but yeah, that's, the, that's the battles throughout the season that you've got to put up with, and um, it's nice to have the kind of holiday break, but also to stay engaged and stay playing. And while he knows his team would like to be better
0: than 7-5 and five heading into the break, he's also cherishing the experience of playing again.
5: Feels pretty damn good. Um, I had some pretty unfortunate circumstances happen in my family the last couple of years, and with my concussions, I just didn't think it was worth it to, to play and put myself in that situation. But with Isaiah coming back and myself being healthy, and the way the team was looking last year, it's—I don't know—I kind of felt like it was a perfect time to come back. Um, I didn't really get the chance to finish on my own terms, so being able to come back and play this last year is—I uh, feel like it's sitting with me right.
0: He also believes getting to play in the event will help the team going into the second half because what would they do to stay sharp if they weren't playing in this?
5: That's the thing. I, I, you, practice, you can only practice so many reps, and when you play the same guys in practice or you kind of mix up the teams, it's not the same as playing an, another opponent where you kind of have to game plan. and. As much as it is a physical preparation, it still is that mental preparation as well going into that second half.
0: Now, as someone who enjoys gorging himself during the holidays, having to play four matches just a few days after Christmas seems pretty
5: daunting to me. So, do they have to maybe take it a bit easier on the holiday cheer and whatnot? The turkey and the mashed potatoes maybe have to cut back on, the booze maybe a little bit as well, but uh, I'm still going to enjoy Christmas. It's been it's been a long first half, so
3: having that break is going to be nice. You know, have a little time off now is great, but looking forward to kind of getting back on the court and burning those calories, as you say, yeah.
4: Right, well, no, yeah, the holidays are a good time. Eat, drink, and be merry. So, yeah, myself, I'll be spending some time at home with my family. That'll be a good uh, good time to, to rest and, and reconnect. But, uh, yeah, we'll make sure we'll, we'll be training up until uh, – Uh, up until the tournament and uh, just yeah make sure we're we're doing a good job with that and uh, we have a couple days between Christmas and uh, and the start of the tournament that we can uh, yeah get on track and uh, start making progress towards hopefully a good showing. The Westman Classic will also
0: shine a light on the latest inductees into the school's ring of honor. All pillars of the program's history. Clarence Bridal, who they call Weezer, David Unra, and Dennis Nord, who unfortunately passed away a couple weeks ago. The historical impact of the trio not lost on McKay.
2: Gosh, uh, Weezer's the, uh, the grandfather, if you will, or found one of the founders of volleyball in the entire country. He's uh, internationally known, even though he passed away, uh, gosh, almost 20 years ago now. Um, uh, anywhere you go in can, and you mention Weezer Bridal in a, in a volleyball form, people are people know who he is. We have his grandson on our team uh, this season as well. Uh, his granddaughter is is a part of our athletic therapy staff so there 's connections with Weezer uh, ongoing it's, uh, uh, and Weezer kind of uh, was the person who started Dennis Nord and then uh, Dennis in the 60s uh, um, you know through our university, through Vincent Massey collegiate, also through Vic Pruden, he has a Vic Pruden connection um yeah we we stand on the shoulders if you will of uh metaphorically of of these giants um, and uh, to have their their names put anywhere up in our center and to commemorate them is uh, um it's it's it should be done uh, those people deserve all the recognition um, we wouldn't be where we are today if it weren't for big Pruden and and uh, Weiser Bridal and uh, Dennis Nord and Dave Unruh, I think he was a top player of ours in the, in the 70s and then became our coach in the 80s and uh, uh, back-to-back national championships, uh, pretty rare to see that. Um, right here, small little, uh, little uh, Winnipeg and University of Winnipeg at the time, we had about 2,500 full-time students and Dave Unruh somehow uh, crafted a, a team that, that won national championships back-to-back and, um, yeah so we those those three individuals are um, I think uh, there's a big gap between those three and and whoever's next on those lists you know
0: they'll be honored on the night of the 29th, the second night of the event it all gets underway on the 28th that is a Thursday with matches going all day across multiple courts Friday and Saturday. It's all on center court those two days if you want to go check it out 30 bucks for the whole tournament 15 bucks for a day pass kids under eighteen get in for ten bucks a day. you're a Westman student, it is free. Basketball participation in the province of Manitoba is on the rise, according to Basketball Manitoba. The sports organization says there's been a 23% increase year over year in people playing the sport across all ages and genders. Here to tell us why he thinks that's the case is the executive director of Basketball Manitoba, Adam Wedlake. 23 percent adam are you surprised at the size of that number
6: uh very much so typically we see uh five percent growth on a good year five six seven percent um and to see it hit these kind of numbers in one year or one year over year um was surprising i guess when we see the actual data but we definitely felt it back through the uh spring summer and into the fall with the buzz of the game and just sort of the feel of the numbers and the, the, the demand on on coaches, referees, facilities. So you knew it was there, but when you sort of actually put the numbers down, uh, comparing year over year, it was uh, surprising to see it was that high.
0: Well, it's good that you have growth every year, though, first of all. that That's a sign of a growing sport. But to see 23%, what does that mean in terms of, of numbers? How many people are we talking about here?
6: Yeah, we're talking... Um, uh, in the 8000 9000 range of uh, participants in our sport active participants right now as we speak um and really the the timing any time ta- any time like this comes at a good time and, but uh over the last uh about a year two three years ago from the pandemic times uh, obviously like everything out there was uh was stunted and and uh opportunities like this to reengage and to get a a new fresh uh, push into the game uh couldn't come at a better time we were actually uh, uh just prior to the pandemic we were still enjoying a a nice bump as well our last one we've seen was in the fall of 2019 that was uh, very much associated with the Toronto Raptors win uh, which feels like forever ago but uh it was the in this in the summer of 2019 we saw the uh, a nice similar uh not as high i must say Bump from from the Raptors, but then everything came to a standstill for two years, and then uh, we've been on a on a slow increase. Uh, But this year, really, uh, quite surprised to see uh, these real numbers come to us.
0: I was curious to see how much of the growth was just people playing again after COVID, but it's more than just that, right?
6: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's everything. It's it's uh, there's really no aspect of the game, and and uh, what's exciting as well. uh, um, our, Our sport, if you were to sort of open the doors. Uh, and say come one, come all. Typically, uh, if ten kids show up, we would see seven boys and three girls, uh, roughly. That's a, a, a rough estimation. Uh, what we've seen with with the growth here, we're seeing that uh, push into that more 60-40 or even a little higher, uh, which we we would we would obviously love to see that 50-50. Uh, representation of females in- involved in the game and so we have seen that actually uh even though we can equate some of this growth or a lot of this growth to the presence of the sea bears and uh, how team canada did this last fall at the uh, FIBA world cup both men's teams uh so that's not exclusively uh boys or or men that we're seeing numbers grow in so it's it's encouraging and great to see uh more young females get involved with the game too well
0: let's touch on the sea fe- bears first because that Is a a new introduction to the Winnipeg basketball ecosystem and how successful they were in their opening year, how great they were at drawing in big crowds. You do believe there's a correlation between their existence and now more people wanting to play?
6: 100%. 100%. And being at those games and, and as much as I love to see A lot of familiar faces through the aisles and the foyers and the crowd and and so on but it was really more exciting to see a lot of unfamiliar faces uh taking it on uh that are maybe just general sports fans or that were sort of just uh, what's this basketball thing i really not had a chance to be involved with or to be present at it now we can bring the family out to a an affordable night and and a fun night and seeing the repeat and the growth that they had even from uh, the first opening night uh, through to their final games, um, seeing that basically breaking a record every uh, league record every uh, every game that they had out there uh, to setting the bar league wide uh, uh, like three times the size of what the previous record was is 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 uh, quite unbelievable still to think that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was great to see the the correlation. I, I definitely is a correlation from from that experience into what we're seeing right now in real numbers. And and that's what's super about it. We can hopefully get people uh, excited and and, uh, active involved in our sport. And then uh, come year two, which is sometimes the bigger challenge to be honest, is getting somebody in the door the first time. Sometimes uh, it's probably a little easier than, Getting them back for even year two, I think that's on on most things you can look at out there is getting that repeat customer or repeat member. Uh, but that'll be our our work will be cut out for us next year. And I think seeing what the Sea Bears will bring this this coming season, the fact that the uh, the other piece that I'm sure you'll get to in a second about uh, the Team Canada doing well and uh, getting them back to the uh, to the Olympic stage, uh, which is yet to experience that this summer, will uh, will only add to this.
0: Right, because this is a a sport in which People will play on playgrounds or play in school, but it's not one we've seen so much internationally or the Raptors on TV. But when we watch, you know, international hockey or curling, we see Canada do really well on a regular basis. It's kind of new that we've seen the men's soccer team, but the women's soccer team has been really good for a number of years. But basketball has been something that we haven't really seen excel on the high end international stage before And so the run they went on at the FIBA World Cup, they end up winning bronze, we make the Olympics, we're going to see them, as you mentioned, in Paris in the summertime. That's going to, I think, probably spark interest again over what we saw last year, or this past year. Being able to see the Maple Leaf, that has to inspire people to want to get out, doesn't
6: it? Totally. Totally. And that's the feel-good kind of thing, that those kind of events uh, happen. The last time the Canadian men's team was at the Olympic stage was in 2000, and the Sydney Olympics, which is a generation or more ago, and so we've been without that, even though you've seen a spike in the number of Canadians playing at the NPA level, and it's at an all time high right now. Uh, but those kind of things are, don't see that globally, like you said, uh, that that, um, that presence. And, and even just the, it's, it'll only hit the second year uh, at the uh, Paris Olympics next year as 3x3 basketball was introduced in Tokyo a couple years ago. Uh, that's a whole new. Um, discipline that basketball has never had a second discipline it's always been five-on-five five basketball uh, so that's something as well that's new and brings that sort of different vibe of the game more of the playground streetball uh, pickup kind of feel of the game which brings a different audience as well uh, that that we've not experienced in our uh, history of our sport as well so all these kind of things add up to what we're talking right now with with real numbers that are seeing uh, a presence in manitoba here seeing the game probably at its at its highest peak right now and uh, just loving to ride the wave. loving to ride the wave here
0: so this 23 percent year-over-year growth uh, you note in the release you have that it's in all age groups and genders but is there one group specifically that's maybe had the biggest boost in terms of age or gender
6: yeah the biggest probably and actually i guess it's our widest age group as well is is adult basketball which to us is 18 plus uh, and that's the exciting one, is actually, um, as much as we are a very youth-oriented basketball association, Basketball Antoba, and that's our focus, and as it should be, uh, but the we do have a number of adult leagues that are part of Basketball Antoba as well, and that's the biggest, widest um, uh, age demographic, because that's 18 until basically as long as you can keep playing, which we have guys and women in their 60s that are still playing, uh, competitively in these rec leagues enjoying the game. Uh, so it's a very wide uh, swath of, of demographic where the youth programming, we start typically at around age five, uh, give or take, and by the time you're a dozen years later, you've kind of aged out of most programs, but the adult programming you can stick involved with as long as your knees and back and ankles kind of let you Um, But that also gives us a nice boost as well. Uh, As as great as these numbers are for participation, the challenges that it brings is that uh, we don't have 23% more coaches. We don't have 23% more referees. We don't have 23% more facilities that we can run all this out of. So the the pressure adds uh, onto onto this, the the demographic of adults, uh, rec leagues participating. That's where we need to pull more, uh, of of those folks into coaching and officiating ranks, and and uh, that's what's great about that. Um, but hey, I'll take the I'll take the challenge of th- these challenges on the opposite side of declining numbers and empty gyms and and uh, uh, referees and coaches standing around not doing anything. So, love to take this uh, as as a good problem to have for sure. So
0: this is the growth is great. Uh, obviously, keeping it going is is a big challenge, but. Right. I want to ask about the community outreach portion we've seen from the Winnipeg Sea Bears so far, and one of the uh, parts of the announcement when Mike Taylor signed his extension earlier this month was additional programming involving not just the the sea Bears, but the Westmin and the Bisons as well. How valuable is that for your organization to have people that have played at that high level coming out and helping out these clinics?
6: That's the that's a huge piece, and especially to uh, the first one they did on that that evening of their uh, of the coach announcement a few weeks weeks ago, uh, was was uh, working directly with the Boys and Girls Club of Winnipeg, which uh, the Sea Bears have been a great uh, supporter of right out of the gate. Uh, the owner David Asper well, was one of his priorities when we were talking, just uh, small groups talking about uh, the existence of this team is that he wanted this to be very community oriented, uh, to be embraced by the community. Obviously, it helps them, it helps us. Uh, Helps them with uh, uh, attendance at their games and buzz around their game. Uh, helps us with just having more sustained growth and active involvement in our in our game. And, and it's exciting to see the uh, some of those Westman and Bison players that are being uh, engaged, re engaged back into work with some of these young people are all basically products of our system as well. Uh, all, at least all the local kids are uh, that once. Five ten years ago, they were in that same first experience of the game and, and uh, something sparked them at that time to get involved. And it could be one of a hundred things that, that uh, uh, at the time was, was what, what got them involved in the game. And here they are now continuing to play and, and furthering their education, uh, staying active involved and now having the opportunity to give back or uh, connect back into the, the next generation of young person. And that's, uh, to me was only see like sort of the success, breed success. And I can only see this being, again, one of our high watermarks uh, in our sport. And you can go back to the start of the, in the mid nineties with the Raptors and Grizzlies presence to different uh, large events that have been hosted here, sort of seeing, but I think that this will be, um, will be one of those definitely for the books, for the ages that will, we'll, uh, uh, will we see 23% more people next year as well? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe we will, hopefully we will. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the goal is to sustain this growth and, and, of course, manage it so we can still give that good experience with um, having spaces, facility spaces, coaches, officials that can uh, step into these roles that are needed. So, so yeah, it's definitely a, a good problem to have if you want to call it that.
0: Well, Adam, appreciate your time. Thanks for this. Congrats on the success, and hopefully we see more people uh, hooping in 24.
6: Right on. Thanks, Christian. Love to talk. Adam Wedlick, Executive
0: Director of Basketball Manitoba. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show Podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell. Until we meet again. So long, and
4: thanks for all So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you
3: dear. You may not share our intellect.